listening to the Creating a Brand podcast, where we deliver weekly masterclass interviews on topics to help you make your first or next step in business the right one. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. While you're networking or meeting with a business contact or friend, are you more focused on what you can get from that person you're talking to, or are you focused on the value that you can add to them? In this episode, I'm talking with Jordan Harbinger. He is the host of The Jordan Harbinger Show, which is one of the world's largest, fastest growing podcasts, and it's also been awarded Best of Apple in 2018. In today's episode, Jordan and I dive into why entrepreneurs should always be giving and why serving others is the key to increasing your value in the marketplace. For links to tools and resources that will be mentioned during this episode, please visit creatingabrand.com slash 088. And now here is my conversation with one of my favorite podcasters, Jordan Harbinger. Welcome to the Creating a Brand podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Good, good to see you use Squadcast. You know, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know you are. I'm as well. Uh, you know, on February 6, 2018, which is actually just a couple days from now, you launched the Jordan Harbinger Show. So congratulations on your anniversary. Thank you. I didn't, I didn't even think about that um, because I'd been, as you probably know, I've been podcasting for 14 years. Right. So the Jordan Harbinger show had previous, multiple previous iterations under different names or different types of brands. Um, So I didn't even really think about when I launched the Jordan Harbinger show as a specific show feed. I wasn't like, this is the the, the new, new brand. It was like, okay, I'm just continuing my old thing. (laughs) And I, I even talked with my producer and I said, should I just continue numbering my episodes from my previous show and continue with, you know, start from 700 or whatever I had, I was on before. And my producer was like, nah, man, fresh start. You're going to regret in two years if you're on episode 800 and people keep going, where are the previous, you know, where's the previous several hundred episodes. And I'm like, they're on this crappy feed. They're garbage. And I did a terrible job because I was like 27 and didn't know what I was doing. And I was recording it in like a bathtub, you know, on a potato and, you know, don't go looking for them. That's so now very specific. Very yeah, specific. yeah. I, yes, I was recording. Frequently, I was recording in a bathtub on a potato. It's great. Well, hey, congratulations on three years of the Jordan Harbinger show. Thank you know, you. I, I'm glad that you did did rebrand because it, it kind of helps add some some value to what you've been able to accomplish in these three years with the show. I mean, you've become one of the biggest names in podcasting with the show. And, and congratulations to you on that in such a short period Thanks. of time. And I think that many of the, the listeners today might be upset about this, but I'm not planning on talking to you about podcasting. Uh, I don't know. Do you ever get tired of talking about podcasting? Because most people, that's what they ask you about. Um, You know, it depends. I I do enjoy it. But when people say things like, give me three tips on how to blow up my podcast, uh, that stuff's annoying. But any any non-thoughtful interview is always not interesting, right? It's like, if someone was like, oh, you run a podcast about brands? what's three things I need to know about brands? And you're just like, okay, first thing, you obviously know nothing about business or brands, so use Google. You know, it's like, it's it just sets the table in a totally improper way to have a good conversation. So I, I wouldn't say I get sick of topics, but any conversation with somebody who's unprepared is exhausting. I hear you. I understand yeah. that com- completely. So again, for the listeners today, they're like, oh, they're not going to talk about podcasting. You actually did a really great interview with my friend Albin at Buzzsprout recently. Mm. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes so that no one gets disappointed. That is super good quali- uh, quality content that I'm going to recommend everyone. So check that in the show notes. Today, what I really want to talk about, though, is how you've been able to achieve what you did in such a short amount of time. And because I believe this translates into to all business, not just podcasting. And what it comes down to, it's something that you call social capital. So before we dive too far into the topic, can you just quickly give us a definition of what social capital means for you? Yeah, social capital is essentially referral currency. So it's 
you know, I introduce you to somebody and then I introduce somebody else to somebody else. And then my reputation is, hey, this Jordan guy introduced me to the, my future wife. Oh, that's cool. Jordan introduced me to this person who gave me a job. Oh, yeah. Jordan introduced me to this guest for my podcast. You know, it improves your reputation over time. But also more directly, it's, hey, if I introduced you to a girl that you're dating now and then I introduced this person and they got a job from it and I introduced this person and they booked a podcast guest, then when I'm like, hey, I'm hawking my book, you know, where can I go promote? Those people go, oh, well, this guy did me a salad a few years ago and it really worked out. So I kind of want to do something to help him. Even if I can't help him sell books, my uncle has a gas station where people go to buy books. What do I know? You know, maybe a lot of people read at that gas station while driving, Um, you know, and they can buy a stack of books or they can introduce me to somebody who can buy a stack of books, whatever it is. I've never sold a book. So as you can tell, my marketing plan needs a little bit of work. Gas yeah, stations some work. the best place. I know a guy yeah. named Chandler Bolt. He'll help you <laughs> yeah. out. So let me know when you're ready. <laughs> I will. Yeah. And see, this is referral currency in action. It's like right. you do someone a solid or you even even if that solid is just an introduction. And that's what I recommend because people go, oh, I don't have time to help all these people, right? I get it. If you're a graphic designer, you don't have time to give 20 people free graphic design, but that's not really what we're doing, right? What we're doing is I'm making a, I'm doing this in a scalable way, building social capital, where I'm introducing people to one another. So if you need graphic design and I'm a graphic designer, I, I'm not going to sit there and do your website for free, but I might introduce you to somebody who will code your website and then they hire me for the graphic design or I'm an attorney, which I really am. And you need a graphic designer. I'll introduce you to a graphic designer and then I'm done. Right. So I've still built that referral currency. I've still built that social capital from making that introduction, but I'm not sitting there figuring out which gradient makes you look best in Photoshop. Right, exactly. Uh, that's good. I'm glad that you you kind of covered this because we're really going to get into this in a bit here. So I want to cover just a few things today. I want to start with conveying how important relationship building is right now, meaning today. And mm-hmm. then I want to talk about how we can get into the right mindset about social capital. And then finally get into how to be intentional and effective with our relationship building efforts. So to kind of jump right into this, I first just want to talk about why we need to be building relationships today, emphasis being on today. What is the importance of this right now? So right now, well, there's a couple of things here. First of all, you, you have to dig the well before you get thirsty. That's like the primary directive, rule number one of building relationships. And people don't typically do this right. Like this is the number one mistake people make too, is they go like, ah, oh, but I'm so busy. I got a family. I've got this new job. I don't have time to fart around with networking. And I understand that mentality. The problem is when you need relationships, you're too late to build relationships. And if if you need an example of this, just think about the last person who called you after not speaking with them for two or three years and they want something from you. You're just like, ugh, what? A, look, man, I don't want to get on the phone with you. I don't want to, you know, like you just want to get anything to get rid of this person. Now, if somebody who you've talked to one time every six months, three text messages back and forth, and you've done that for two years, they say, hey, man, I'm running into an issue. I would love to be able to bounce this off you. Usually you're like, oh, okay. I mean, I, kn- I know you. It's We go back a little. I don't know you well, but you know, you're know you in my extended circle. That is, I've got my foot in the door. You know I'm not like, hey, buy my Herbalife protein shake MLM cult <laughs> starter pack. You know, like I'm not doing that. You know that I'm not going to do that. And I've earned the right to sort of talk to you. But if somebody comes up and says, hey, I need a job, you're just like, I don't really know what to tell you guy from high school who I haven't talked to since graduation, you know, you can't really do anything with that. So you have to dig the well 
before you get thirsty because trying to build relationships when you need them is too late. And there's no shortcut. You know, I, I, I occasionally once every three, six months in my feedback Friday inbox, because on, on Fridays I give advice, I have advice shows, someone will write in and go, okay, I know you're going to say dig the well before you're thirsty, but here's the thing. I didn't do that. Now I need a job. What do I do? What's the emergency plan? And I go, unfortunately, the emergency plan looks exactly like the non-emergency plan that you were supposed to do five years ago, judging by our email thread where I told you, to do this, 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 and this. And you said, nah, I'm good because I don't need to network because I like my job. And they're like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm not able to pay rent, buy food, my family did it. And I go, you don't understand. There is no shortcut to creating a reputation over time, building rapport, making people know, like, and trust you, and then want to help you. There's no accelerant for that. There are systems. That's what I teach, right? Like in, and I give away for free all the time those systems there's software you can use to automate things there's no quick make alex like me faster right like that's what these right. people are really asking and that doesn't exist yeah exactly i'm glad you covered this man because i think this is such an important point uh you once said in a talk i believe it was at google opportunities are usually over the horizon is something that right. you said and so are difficulties right like on both sides it's true mm -hmm. that's usually in the future and that's why you want to start building now and that's something that you've really modeled well in your life and in your career I'd love to actually hear a real life example of this happening for you. Can you talk about a time I'm putting you on the spot with this question mm -hmm. here, but can you just share a time when you did some of this relationship building and maybe you didn't think it even lead to anything. It was something completely random that, that ended up working out in the long run. Sure. There's actually tons of this, but the clear sort of easy one that I give that doesn't re require me to explain anything technical, like from email threads and stuff is the example I give in some of my talks, which is years ago. I mean, now it's probably like 11 years ago, I had a toothache and I had just moved to LA from New York and I didn't have a car yet because I lived in Hollywood and I was like, where am I going to park this car's the last thing I need to deal with? Everything's walking distance. Um, you know, it just step over a few junkies and I'm right at the corner store where I have my, you know, buying my food and, <laughs> and I had a toothache. Books. Yeah. My books. I was like, I can't, I can't find a, a dentist, you know, to get rid of this toothache. And they're probably dentists all over LA, but I didn't have a car. So I was like biking distance dentists, walking distance dentists, not going to happen. And I called dentists that were further and further away because there were taxis, but they almost don't even show up half the time, you know, in, in LA. And so I thought I'm, I'm in trouble here. You know, none of these dentists want me to come in. They don't accept new patients. They're telling me to go to the ER. I'm, I'm calling, I'm calling people that know about the ER and they're like, dude, they're just going to give you painkillers. They're not going to take care of your tooth at the ER. What are you talking about? They're going to send you to a dentist. And, and I was like, this is, I can't even function. My tooth hurts. So I posted on Facebook and somebody who I didn't even know, and I've never met in my life was like, my aunt owns a dental office right near you. Do you want me to call her and tell her about your situation and see if she can fit you in? And I was like, look, man, she's sure fine. You know, I just need to Google the dentist and make sure it exists. And you're not like entrapping me. Cause I don't know who you are. And he's <laughs> right. like, no, I've, I, you know, I listen to your podcast. I like it. It's helped me out with some things. Um, I'll, I'm happy to. So he gets back to me, says my aunt will open up an hour early tomorrow. If you can get there at like seven 30 in the morning, because she, you know, she'll take care of you. And I said, great. How much he's like 800 bucks. I was like, done. You know, that's a reasonable price. I'll bring cash uh, at the time. He's like, great. So I go there and I get my tooth taken care of. And I'm like, hey, man, thank you. You know, you saved me from days at minimum of wait, like five day wait with ag and just pure agony 
getting this done, lost productivity and everything. And he goes, cool. Well, look, I'm a barista, but I want to be a graphic designer. That's why I always use the graphic design example. And here's my portfolio. Do you think you could ever hire me for anything? And I go, hey, man, I have no need for, for this at all. But, you know, people ask me about this stuff occasionally. I'll see if I can throw any business your way. He's like, great. Not that I hate being a barista, but I hate being a barista, right? <laughs> right. So a few days later, like four days later, we had our new website uh, for the last few months. A friend of mine goes, who designed your site? Because my designers keep flaking. And I said, look, we did ours in-house painstakingly, really annoying. Um, so I don't have anyone to send you. But there's this guy. He's a barista. He's hungry. He needs the work. He will definitely do like the 100% jump through hoops to get it done job if that's what you need. And he's not going to you know, he's not going to flake for a better gig. This is his big break. And she's like, great. I'm kind of desperate. She hired him for that job, ended up giving him a full-time $80,000 a year graphic design gig. And he's like, man, how can I thank you? And I was like, no need. You already hooked me up with the dentist. I've never met this guy in my life. So had I been able to ask everyone that I knew in the entire world for a dentist, I wouldn't have found that dentist, right? Because I didn't know him before this post. Had he asked everyone in the world, where can I get a graphic design job that pays well? He wouldn't have found my friend who lived in Van Nuys or whatever to hire him. The reason it worked was because he, he helped me without the expectation of getting anything in return. And then I was able to pay him back with something that I didn't even know I had at the time. And the reason that this is important is because like you said, like you quoted me from this talk, the opportunities are over the horizon. So if he were like, Hey, I would love to hook this guy Jordan up with the dentist, but what can he do for me? Nothing. Oh, well, never mind. Right. And then he never makes the connection. I have a toothache. He doesn't have a job. But instead he was like, eh, it doesn't cost me anything. This guy's pretty cool. I know him from his podcast. I'm just going to do this. That ended up getting him that job. So you can't predict who's going to be able to help you, who you're going to be able to help. You can't really do the calculation. The calculation of what's in it for me is never actually accurate. Right. If something is really obvious, like, hey, if you have me on your podcast, I'm going to sell some books. Great. That's what's in it for me. But um, unless that calculus is really, really obvious and right in front of your face, you can't make it. And what most people do is since they can't make it, they go, nah, I'm not interested. And so you're leaving 95 percent of the opportunity on the table because you can't see it. But what you need to realize is. You can't see it almost all the time. Thus, you should help people, especially when it really doesn't cost you anything. Like he probably made a phone call to his aunt that lasted 10 minutes, right? And that got him a job. You can make a lot of 10 minute phone calls that don't get you jobs before your life is impacted in any sort of negative way, right? And even if you do email 100 people a year and it never amounts to anything those 100 times, you've re-engaged 100 people in your network that know what you're up to, you know what they're up to. So that's never a waste of time. Like, I don't think he would have called his aunt and then I go, hey man, turns out I found a dentist down the street. I don't need your aunt. He wouldn't have gone, damn it, I wasted all this time chatting with my <laughs> nice aunt that I haven't right. talked to in six months. You know, no one, no one's gonna have that kind of reaction. So you really can't decide if something is it, it. You can't decide on the return. That's why you need to help other people without the expectation of anything in return because most opportunities are over the horizon and because... Quite frankly, giving without the expectation of getting something in return is easier. If I have to think about the calculus, if I have to make a return or an ROI calculation on every action that I take with other people, 
It's exhausting. It's a barrier to me taking that action. It's cognitively annoying, right? I got to sit down and go like, okay, who does Alex Sanfilippo know? Okay, well, it looks like he knows these people. Maybe I can bug him for this. Do I need that person now? You know, I'm doing that every time somebody needs a freaking favor. It's not worth it. So what those people end up doing is getting tired of making connections and therefore, once again, leaving all those opportunities on the table because they can't see them. Hey, Alex Sanfilippo here, and I want to take a quick moment to intentionally serve the world with you. Here's what I want you to do. Think of the one person you know who would most benefit from listening to this episode today. Now, I want you to send it to them, but also include an encouraging note explaining why you share this episode with them specifically. By doing this, you're helping me grow this podcast, and you're also adding value to the people you care about. With that said, thank you for your continued support. It means the world to me. And now let's get back to today's episode. This is a great point, man. This actually transitions really well into to what I want to talk about here. And you've kind of already hit on this a little bit, but getting into the right mindset about social capital. Mm-hmm. I think this is really important because I want people to see your heart in this. And I also wanted to make sure that the, the listeners today really get a great understanding of how they should be viewing the social capital. It's not about what we can get. It's not, okay, later on, this person could probably be a good connection, help me out, or later on, this could happen. And right now, they could introduce me to this person. It's about adding value one person to another and really seeking to serve others. And I'd like to just hear a little bit more from you on this topic about really just getting this right mindset about social capital. So the mindset issue is, it's pretty. it's a pretty easy shift, in my opinion, because I think where most people are coming from is they're thinking, okay, I don't have anything to offer because I'm a college student or I don't have anything to offer because the only people I know work in app development for Android apps. And I'm, you know, I don't, can't help this guy who needs this other totally different field. You know, I can't help you get a job at SpaceX, right? So those, there's those, those people that need a little bit of a mindset, mindset shift. There's also the people like we just talked about before who are a little bit too focused on themselves. That's a harder mindset shift because you really have to give people proof that this works without them figuring out what's in it for them. And that's usually not an immediate return because it's a numbers game. So when people go like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't have time for this. I'm like, okay, well, help text one new person per day for a month that you haven't not new, but somebody you haven't talked to for two years or three years or even one year. Text one of those people every day for a month and then see what happens. And a lot of people are like, no. Um, so the shortest version that I have is it's called layoff lifelines. Imagine you got laid off tomorrow, your business implodes, make a list of the 10 to 15 people that you would call right now to ask for advice. And so those people might be like your guidance counselor, your old boss, your parents, friends, the neighbor you grew up with, who was a successful business owner of, of his, his own in his own right, whatever it is, somebody that you find valuable, like really it is your old boss and your guidance guy, like it, literally those people. Then reach out to them now before you need anything, while you don't actually need anything, because again, you haven't really been laid off. This is a hypothetical. You'll be surprised at how many people are glad to hear from you. You'll also be surprised at how not awkward it actually was when they started to talk to you. And the people that are like, hmm, is this Herbalife or Scientology? What's this guy's agenda? (laughs) Once you don't have an agenda, they're like, oh, okay, you're not trying to sell me protein shakes? Oh, uh, in that case, yeah, look, I'm glad to hear from you. Here's my kid. I'm working on this project now. You know, so you, you shake the rust off and you realize, oh, it's not this sort of like super awkward thing to get in touch with people from back in the day, most of them are glad to hear from me. Then you go, 
well, who else can I re-engage? And that's when you start to have the snowball effect of really getting your network going and, and, and enjoying the process. So that I think is a great way to get a mindset shift. You can't really, uh, there's a quote out there that's like, you can't think your way into new ways of acting, but you can act your way into new ways of thinking. I can't remember exactly what it is. That sounds good. I like it. It's something along those lines. Like you have to take action and that will change your mindset. Not like just think really hard about your new mindset. Similar to confidence, man. You know, like if I'm, if I'm saying, Hey man, you're really shy. Uh, and you're single, you should talk to more women. You're like, yeah, I'm just trying to get up the confidence. It's like, that's not how this works. You get the confidence by me. And this is my old job physically forcing you to like talk to a hundred women in one night at a bar and just be normal and nice and not creepy and have them be like, Oh, hi. And introduce themselves and have normal conversations. And then the next day you're like, so they're not scary. I don't get drinks thrown in my face. Most of them are happy that I'm nice. And then I have a really good night after that. Okay, I want to keep doing this. You can stand there all you want and be like, I'm gearing up to get the confidence, bro. Nothing will change. It's the same thing with networking. You can gear yourself up all you want and think like, in the moment, I'm going to crush it. And it's just not reality. It's like those people who think they can like have a badass street brawl because they're really good at Mike Tyson's punch out or some like fighting game, right? Those people end up in the hospital. And the reason is because their thinking never really got them anywhere. They're thinking themselves into that action. So to change your mindset around this, do the layoff lifelines exercise, write down those 10 to 15 people, reach out to them now, realize this isn't a process that's scary and realize that there are rewards to be had from people that you didn't even know uh, could possibly have them. And and one of the drills that I give people to sort of get their mind wrapped around that is uh, it's called connect four. And every day, you know, around 10 30 AM, whatever I go into my phone, I open up the text messaging app, scroll all the way to the bottom, which is where those people are that I met at like podcast movement 2018 and had lunch with them with 10 other people and never saved their number. Or maybe I did, but I never kept in touch. So I'll reach out to them and say, Hey, I've done a bad job of keeping in touch with you. We met at this dinner in San Diego and, uh, you know, nothing ever really came of it. How are you? Uh, I got a kid now. I live here. Would love to hear what you're up to. No, no obligations. And I've got the whole script for this in the six minute networking course that we can sort of plug later on if you're comfortable. Yeah, I'll with link it. to that in the show notes and I'm going to talk about it in the outro as well. Cool. Yeah. And it's free. So it's not like enter your credit card BS, right? But you, you do this four times a day, not, or do it once, you know, if you're kind of freaking out about it, do it during the work week, don't even have to do it on weekends. And you'll find that again, a lot of these people are really glad to hear from you. And not only are they glad to hear from you, they're like, Oh, you know, once a month, twice a month, you'll get somebody who goes, Hey, by the way, do you do any speaking? And yeah, like, sure. All right, cool. I'm walking into a sales meeting right now or now, you know, I'm about to get on a zoom call sales meeting. We're going to pick our speaker for the annual event. I'm going to throw your name in the hat. And this is a person that you texted four weeks ago and you talked about your cats or whatever the hell, but now you're top of mind for them when they need somebody. Or also, you know, I'll say, Hey, you know, I just found out about this crypto thing or whatever. And I know you're into that. Are you interested in this? And they're like, Oh my God. Yeah, that looks really cool. And I'll go, Hey, you can have my seat. I can't make it right. So all of these opportunities, all these potential opportunities and nodes in my network are starting to light up now because I'm using them. Uh, whereas before that person would never have thought of you for the sales event. You would never have thought to introduce this crypto guy to that crypto gal ever. But now that people are top of mind for you and you're top of mind for them, that's when things start to sort of like heat up. It's like adding heat to a 
a pan full of popcorn, right? Like the kernels, like they slowly start to pop because you've added that heat, but you have to constantly do that. You have to constantly keep that pan hot. And the way you do that is through very simple exercises like texting, creating that list. This should not take you more than five, six minutes a day. If you're, if it's taking you an hour a day, you're way too intense and you're going to burn out. That's what I wanted is I wanted it to be so easy that you could do it instead of like wasting time on Instagram. You know, you can waste five minutes less time on Instagram and get everything done and it takes no time out of your day. Right. And that really hits on our third point there is how to be intentional, effective with building relationships as an entrepreneur, which is so, so important. And before we get into that and kind of close this thing out, I just want to go back to one thing, because I think it's really important with the mindset. And as we kind of have a system around this, which I'll get into in a second, but is to do what you call always be giving. Mm. I think that's so important. If you don't mind just touching on that just for a a brief second here, because I think it's a great mindset to, to talk about when you're having these systems in place and you're constantly reaching out to people. Sure. So ABG is my sort of like jokey. You've seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, maybe with the like ABC always be closing. And it's basically, right. that's what we see when we see these like internet guys that are like, you know, you better buy my course now. Cause if you don't, you're a loser and your mom's going to leave you or whatever. And I don't, that doesn't make sense, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying, sense. right? Yeah. So <laughs> your mom's going to never answer your phone calls again. You should be so lucky. Uh, but like, you know, there's, there's, a lot of people that will like add high pressure sales and they're like, Oh, follow up 7,000 times until they threaten to sue you. And it's like, that's not reality. That's how people, everyone hates you. Right. So ABG is my version of that where instead of like always being chasing after other people to give you something, you're actually trying to figure out ways to help other people instead. So instead of me, it goes back to what I was saying before about like trying to find what's in it for you. If I go to a party and I'm in need of an entertainment lawyer, I walk around and I go, hey, nice to meet you, I'm Jordan. Oh, what do you do? And they're a graphic designer, I go, cool, you know an entertainment lawyer? They're like, oh man, I don't know, not really. And I'm like, dang it. So then I'm trying, looking around, looking over their shoulder, trying to find something else to do, wondering how I can end the conversation because there's nothing in it for me. You know, that's the wrong mindset. I could talk to 100 people at that party and not find somebody who knows an entertainment lawyer. And then I leave and I'm like, that was such a waste of time. And it was if you have that mindset. But if I'm ABG, I go and I talk to that person and I say, hey, do you know an entertainment lawyer? And they say no. And I go, huh? OK, so what do you do? Graphic design. Great. Uh, are you looking for anything in particular? Yeah. You know, I like website projects. Like that's primarily what I work on. Great. We end the conversation whenever is comfortable. And then I'm walking around and I'm going, All right. Anyone in my network who needs a graphic designer, I now have a new contact that is that. Uh, And anyone in my network that's not even here tonight that I already know about, who could I connect that person with? Does anyone come to mind? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. When I'm trying to find a needle in a haystack, I have to check a lot of haystacks. I have to have a lot of conversations. I have to do a lot of different interactions over and over and over. A lot of it seems like a wasted effort. If I'm looking for ways to help anyone else in my network that I've ever that I have anywhere in my Rolodex, everyone I meet becomes either a new connection in that network or somebody and or somebody that can help me or help somebody else in my Rolodex. So if I'm not necessarily looking for something for my myself, but I'm looking for something for someone else. Now, pretty much everyone has something to offer, which is great because that means no interaction is a waste of time. No connection is a waste of time. No conversation is a waste of time because I'm ABG. I'm always just looking for how I can support people in my network. And it might sound a little Pollyanna like, oh, yeah, you're just trying to help others all the time. It's actually just easier this way. 
I don't care if right. you're like thinking like, oh, goody two shoes, always helping other people, never himself. That's not really it. The fastest way to help yourself is to just build referral currency because otherwise you're searching for the needle in the haystack every single time. You know, oh, you need someone who's going to buy your product. Good luck. You got to talk to a thousand people now. But if you're just trying to find people that you can connect and introduce to one another, now you can make a hundred introductions a week and you're, it's, it's just a scratch in the surface. Yeah, you know, actually, this is funny, man. This is kind of like a side note here. But the first time I heard you say always be giving ABG, I was in the gym. So I must have heard you give the definition of it. So I just mm -hmm. kept on hearing you say ABG. So I was in the gym. I just bust out uh, Google and I typed in uh, ABG. And I don't know if you have you heard of Urban Dictionary. I feel like most people probably have. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I, I use that on a regular basis with friends because it's really fun to type in your name because it always has a funny thing on it. Anyway, point being, my Google is knows to prioritize definitions from Urban Dictionary, which isn't a great thing. So I typed in ABG and it stands for Asian Baby Gangster. And <laughs> I know that your wife, Jen, is a Taiwanese American. So I was like, yeah. maybe this is what Jordan Harbinger calls his wife, ABG. ABG, Asian baby, yeah. Asian Baby Gangster. But anyway, as I listened on, I realized that couldn't be right because of the context. But I um, thought you were going to tell me like, oh, your, your ABG made it into Urban Dictionary. That's oh, really sorry, cool. Man. And meanwhile, I can it's add like, it. no, you should add it. It's I will a better go definition. After this, I will go add it. I agree. Um, anyway, back to the point. Always be giving. That's the right mindset to be in. Uh, as we kind of close out here, I just want to mention that you've talked about tools a few different times. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important because we have to be intentional with this. And I think a lot of people with their friendships and their connections, they want it to be, I'm doing air quotes here, natural or organic or mm -hmm. just from the heart. But the truth is we have to be intentional with this and have a system. There's no way we're always going to remember when we should, right? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people who say like, oh, you shouldn't be using Connection Fox or you shouldn't look at social media and think to engage people then. You should just magically think about them. Um, it's delusional. You know, it's kind of like, okay, well, then you should maybe just know when to invest in a certain stock. Don't research it or anything, right? You know, you should just get lucky that way. Or like, hey, don't focus on your career. You should just keep your head down and work and, you know, maybe one day you'll get promoted. Don't negotiate yourself. It's just sort of like the same thing. Like, don't negotiate anything. To, it doesn't make any sense. I use Connection Fox, which is like a free CRM, to have it remind me of people because there's literally no way I can keep in touch with hundreds of people there isn't anyone I know who goes, I've got a hundred, 1100 people in my head and I remember to email them all in, in normal intervals. Right. It's very human to think about people only when something directly reminds you of them. Like you drive past the building where you ate lunch with that person once and you're like, Oh, I'm going to text them. Do that. Definitely do that. Or, you know, you're on social media and you see they had a life event and instead of cl clicking like or typing like yay in the comments, you send them a text or an email, do that. But in addition, Put people into Connection Fox or create some sort of spreadsheet, if you, I guess, if you're not going to use Connection Fox, th that shows you when you've interacted with people. And the reason you should be doing that is because there's absolutely no other cue that you will get for most people in your life. What would possibly remind me of a person that I had lunch with in a city that I don't live in? two years ago at a conference that I don't go to anymore because it doesn't exist. I'll never remember that person if I don't put them in a CRM, in a connection Fox. So the idea that you have to be like super powered to do that, it doesn't matter. And yeah, some people will jokingly reply like, oh, did I pop up in your CRM? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, anyway, cool. Because they don't care. No one should care that you had to be reminded. It's not, it's a little self-centered for me to go, well, did you think of me organically? Why the <laughs> hell would you? You live in freaking London. 
You know, why would you just randomly be thinking of me? Like, how self-absorbed am I that people should just randomly think of me and not need any other cues? That, to me, is just kind of... It's a little bit delusional. Um, it's a little bit self-important. And also, it's one of those recipes for failure. It's one of those things where I think people tell themselves this because then they go, see, I don't have to use a CRM because I've automatically decided that everyone who uses Connection Fox is a jerk who just doesn't think about their friends enough. And show me somebody who doesn't need any systems for this, and I'll show you somebody whose network is like five people, 10 people, not like 150 or 500 you know, those are people that say, I don't need this because I can remember everyone. Okay, but that's not a good sign. You're not remembering 85 people. You're remembering five people. And that's a sign that your network is way too small. I agree. And you know what? I actually use a couple tools myself. I use an app called Fabric to manage my friendships. I use Connection Fox to, for my professional uh, connections. And I use spreadsheets for my sales leads just because I'm somewhat of a whiz in Excel. But these are things that I do. And I tell people when they're like, wow, you use an app to manage that? Like that's kind of not personal or it feels not personal. But the truth is it shows that I'm intentional with the people that I care about. Because if I just leave it to my memory, I might never remember that person. Not because I don't like them, just because we all have a lot going on. So for me, I'm actually, I've changed my mindset on this. And it's the fact that I'm doing this because I care enough to do it and to take it seriously. Mm -hmm. um, so it's one of those things that I know that you feel the same way about. So Jordan, as we kind of close out here, man, this has been a great conversation. Do you have any uh, final words you want to say on this topic or anything before we close out? The motto here is dig the well before you get thirsty. There's no substitute for it. I know you're thinking I'll do it later. You have to do it right now. It's really the type of advice that people ignore at their own peril. And unfortunately, a lot of people need to learn the hard way. They go, this is fine, I'm good, I have a great network. And then like two years later, they're going, how come this guy who started at the same time as me is getting all these great opportunities, is a lot further ahead, you know, et cetera. Um, and then, then you start to see people become bitter because let's say this happens in your career. Well, whatever, I have my head down and I've been working hard. We're both at the same level. I started before him, why did he get promoted? Oh, I guess it's all about who you know, and they throw stank on the end of it. And it's like, that was your advantage to lose, and you slept on it because you were too lazy or too entitled to develop the rapport and connections that you needed. And you see people constantly get bit in the butt by this and then just kind of not learn the lesson. So don't do that to yourself. You know, dig the well before you get thirsty, start now, and then you don't have to worry about somebody else jumping you because they know the guy who runs the project. That's your advantage. It's an unfair advantage. Fine. Make it your unfair advantage. Don't complain about it and whine about it. That's what losers do. You know, that's a losing mindset. 100%, man. There's a quote that I love that I'm going to share right here as we close out. Uh, the best time to plant a tree was 25 years ago. The second best time is today. It's the same with your network. It's the same with your relationship. So be intentional. Jordan, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate you being on the show today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Not only was this interview a lot of fun, but it's also one of my favorite topics to cover. If you got a lot of this episode, I want to encourage you to go through Jordan's six minute networking course, which I'll link to in the show notes. It's completely free and it's going to really help you implement what we talked about today. If you begin seeking to serve instead of be served, I'm telling you, it's going to begin opening doors for you that you can't even imagine. Jordan, thank you again for being a guest and helping us be intentional with the people in our lives and to remember to always be giving to the people within our network. For links to the Jordan Harbinger Show, Connection Fox, and Jordan's six-minute networking course, please visit creatingabrand.com slash 088. Thank you as always for listening. I'm looking forward to bringing you another Masterclass episode next week. Next week.